Hello everyone, welcome to the AfriTalk podcast where we come together to discover ourselves through our heritage and sharing our experiences in the diaspora. I am your host, Jackie. Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the AfriTalk podcast where we come together as a community to discuss, learn from one another and share our experiences as Africans in the diaspora. And my name is Jackie. I'm going to go straight to the point. Um, as you can see from the title, I'm going to talk about my experience with infibulation, um, FGM, you know, and all that. So first I'm going to explain what infibulation is. Infibulation, known as TAD3 FGM, is a ritual removal of the external female genitalia and the suturing of the vulva, a practice found mainly in northeastern Africa. This topic is to create awareness around uh, this practice and also join the fight to end um, this barbaric or this inhumane mutilation so um a few days ago i was on twitter and then i saw um i I saw some few tweets about you know this topic i'm going to read some of the tweets uh before i go to my experience so it's from at the good gr i don't know (laughs) i'm he back from jowar in somalia like many Somalian girls, I was infibulated when I was eight years old. When we got married, we tried for five days to get me open, but blood just poured out. And in my pain, I wrestled with my husband. We um, visited a, dro- a doctor who said that along the years after my infibulation, the skin had grown together to partially cover the small hole left for me to pee and menstruate. The doctor called it spontaneous adhesion. Uh, and advised that I should have a surgery to open it so that I could perform intercourse with my husband without pain. But shockingly, my husband refused and said, I will be the one to open her up, no one else. It's a shame for me not to be the one to open her up. How would I be, how would I be seen as a man among my family and friends? I disagreed with him, but he threatened me that if he doesn't consummate the marriage by personally opening me up that he will divorce me out of shame for my family's name we went back home i cannot describe the amount of pain when he did i was passing you uh, urine control uncontrollably i was passing urine uncontrollably for two months <sighs> this is so sad and another one here this one really broke my heart as well like oh my god my mom's friend infibulated me when i was just one week old ah i asked her why she did it but her excuse was that when i was born they could tell from my eyes that i was strong-headed and so wanted wanted to thank me for being pros- promiscuous madam future Sia, madam prophetess really how can you see from somebody's eyes left alone a one week old baby's eyes that she's going to be promiscuous like who you be how can you know this thing eh really this thing it happens in not only northeastern africa but it happens in west africa as well like in some places some of the reasons why these things happen is because of culture and some and most of them is because they don't want um these little girls to grow up and 
become promiscuous or you know love having you know a sex and stuff like that it's like it's like a lifelong it's like a lifelong punishment like this is literally a mutation like the reason i'm talking about this topic is to you know is to create awareness about this you know is to create awareness like some people do it you know because of culture because they've been doing it you know they're all the females in their family have been doing this has been done generation long so they don't know better they feel yeah it's culture it's part of them which is very wrong absolutely wrong and some people also do it because of yeah they want to punish a child like there's a woman who was sharing a story and she was like she was a few years old and you know she was according to um her mom and her aunties she was sort of like you know she 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 was a she was not really like a very she was not a quiet child she was too busy always running around always playing and to like put fear in her and to like bring her back to book she they had to do it so in case that later she grow later she grows up and goes and have you know mar- sex before marriage that she won't be able i don't know like they do it so that she will not go in the day because so when she grows up she will not go out there and you know have sex before marriage and stuff like that it's like you are punishing someone for life how do you expect people to i mean this is this is barbaric to be i mean oh wow how can you look at how can you take a little girl open her up and cut her clitoris just like that because of yeah yeah if you don't do it you become promiscuous she'll go and be having sex up and down is it aren't there other ways to teach a child to teach a person you know not to engage in you know early sex or things like that like do you have to go through this way to literally like mutate someone for life well i want to talk about my experience with infibulation i remember when i came to the netherlands um few years later uh to be specific i was 14 years old i remember this very well and um i was 14 years old and that year that particular year all the girls in my class in fact all the girls at my school at that time were all piercing like you know another hole in their ear and um everybody was doing it and uh, i was tempted to do it everybody was doing all my friends would be laughing at me like ah oh, why why aren't you doing your own too blah 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 and i i know that the person that i was living with at the time if i go and ask her ha ah, the beating of my the beating that i will collect in fact i can't even dare and go and ask it i know it's definitely not going to be allowed and i was frustrated because everybody was doing it and every day i go to school they are remember they are reminding me and they are you know making fun of me that i'm left behind and stuff like that so i was just so one afternoon i came back from school i was so so done i was angry i was frustrated i wanted to have it as well so what did i do um uh we had um garden eggs we we cooked it and put it in little sacks in a deep freezer and um i took one of the sacks and put it on my ear for like 2 minutes and then i took a needle and pierced my ear and put a and then i put a um earring um and then i put a earring in and yeah i had done my hair i had i had braided my my hair few days before so it was quite long and i used it to cover you know my ear so that nobody will catch me so i think the next day the next day or few days the same week the friend of the person i was living with came by to you know just to visit us and see my hair and then she was like oh Jackie, your hair is nice it's really oh this really suits you the color suits you and she just come complimenting me and all that as if she knew she was just moving my hair she was like 
as if she knew something was there. She was moving it to see, I don't know. So while she was moving my head, me too, I was like turning in a way, you know, and she was like, ah, why is this girl moving? And she, you know, she was doing it more. And, and then she saw that I pierced my ears and then she started shouting, hey, hey, look at this girl, oh, you've, you know, you've she started shouting and, and, uh, and, uh, and insulting me and all, uh, and all that. And the person that I was living with was very furious. And, you know, of course, you know, I was like, ha, ah, I'm dead with today. The way the, the beatings I'm about to collect, see, you know, of course, you know, I got scolded and all that. And I was like, I thought it's over. You know, they asked me to take it out. I took it out. You know, I had to explain myself and I took it out and I thought it was over. So the next day I went to school, came back home. A few hours later, the person I was living with came home with her, with her sister and that friend. And the sister was like, so and you know, she was asking me is it true that you pierce your ears i said yes i was very scared I was like, ah, what is she doing here because this is trouble today so she was very angry and she was like yeah to um to make sure that i will not do it again and definitely and also not pierce my clitoris because that time people you know there were some ladies who were you know piercing their clitoris and all that so to make sure that i will not because she's just like she specifically said because you're so bold to pierce your ears i'm afraid that you you'll be bold you'll be bold enough to pierce your clitoris so i want to help you not to make that mistake so i'm going to cut it off my god when she said that my heart just dropped i was like ah nkulo. i was like ha ah, i'm dead i started begging i started crying I was so scared. She's like, no, no, if you knew better, you wouldn't have done it. You know, everybody was just yelling and had had to bring the sack uh, that we put in a bin and like two big ones. And I had to put it on the floor and I had to, I have to, you know, take off my clothes and my underwear and how to lie down. And the person I was living with held my left leg and the friend was holding my right leg. And the sister was right in the middle. She took a bag out of, she took a, a sack out of her bag with blade, with cottons and some, uh, I don't know, I think, yeah, she had so many things in the sack. And uh, the moment I saw the blade, I was like, wow. So she's not joking. So she's about to cut my clitoris. Like she's about to cut me down there. I mean, hey, I was begging. I was crying. I was screaming. I was literally I didn't know what to do. I was yelling and calling my mother's name, who lives in another continent, as if she was going to fly and come. But I didn't know what to do. I was just so, I don't know. I was, I, I was just screaming and yelling and calling my mom's name and begging and saying, I will not do it again. Oh, please. And oh, my God. And she was like, no, because you are so bold. I will, I'm just helping you cut it off. So next time, you will not do it again. And I was like literally struggling with them. It, was, it didn't go that smooth, you know. Of course, they were like, you know, lie down still, else it will, you know, cut you deeper. Da, 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 da. But I couldn't just lie down there and allow them to cut me. Like, I was so scared. I was literally wrestling with them. And the friend was like, ah, no, please, let's stop this. Because the way this girl is screaming, I'm afraid she will put us in trouble. I'm afraid she will go and call police and she'll put us in trouble. And the person I was going to cut me was like, she will not dare. She's the one who is at fault and we are trying to help her. So why would she go and, well, what have we done that she, what have, what have we done that she would go and, you know, put us in trouble. And the friend continued pleading. And in fact, she started pleading on my behalf. Like, please, let's stop it. You know, this is not right. You know, let's stop it. She'll put us in trouble. Let's stop it. You know, let's just beat her so that next time she'll not do it again. 
you know, and she was pleading and pleading and pleading, pleading. The person was going to cut me. She was not listening. She was like, no, we will do it. And it was like, they literally, they were literally going back and forth. It was like, ah, we all came here with one, with a plan. And now you are backing out. Why are you backing out? So they were literally like, sort of like fighting among themselves. And I was lying there like with three big giants, <laughs> with three big, you know, grown ups, women there that, you know, they were going to hurt me. And I was just there, just praying my head, like, ah, oh, God, please let them, let them know, let them listen to, the, you know, let her listen to the friend so that they won't cut, so that she won't cut me. And then one or the other, she was like, okay, 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 I'll not cut her, I'll not cut her, it's okay. She asked me to fold the sack and put it under my mattress. So she followed me to my bed and, you know, watched me put it under my mattress. And then she was like, yeah. Um, the reason I let you put it there is so that whenever you get you, whenever you, uh, you sleep, whenever you get into your bed and you hear the sound of the plastic, the sound of the sack, you will remember this day and you will remember never ever to pierce your body again. And for three long years, I never took the, the I never took the sacks away because I was scared that maybe it would get me in another prob- trouble. And for three long years, every day, whenever I went to bed, I heard the, the sound and I remember that horrific day. <sighs> I mean, of course, some some people will ask that, you know, some people will say that, oh, maybe they were doing it to scare me or, you know, they planned it to, you know, to, to scare me, you know, so that, you know, I'll be really scared and never do it again. Or some some may say that or maybe they were really going to do it. I don't know. I never had the conversation with them afterwards. I don't know what the what the real plan was. I don't know if they were really going to do it or it was just, you know, a plan to scare me. I don't know. But it has it scared me a lot. And for so many years I carried it with me. It was I don't know. It I carried it with me for so, so, so many years. And of course, um now i've been able to move past it obviously but when i read the, the tweet about the the uh, infibulation it brought back all the memories and i really wanted to share my story and you know encourage people out there to also share their story so that we can all come together and and you know uh petition and to can all come together and petition you know uh the countries that still do this you know to to really enforce the law and stop this barbaric you know practice because this is this is just pure wickedness you can't you can't do this to a human being and expect them to live happily ever after this is i mean even though that they didn't cut my own it still it still scarred me for that i mean it still scarred me i literally had to go through you know i had to speak to people about you know i had to really i had to really go through a lot to get it out of my mind like to get over this because it was very horrific to go through at that at that age and it just imagine people that you know don't have their clitoris anymore people that you know they cut their own like she i don't even know like the english i'm even speaking is even vanished like it's going all over the place like i don't even know <sighs> this is so sad i mean if you are someone who go around and cut little girls's you know clitoris your punishment that is coming to you and please stop this is wickedness let's educate people who think this is culture who think this is right you know let's educate them to stop this because this is just this is sad this is wickedness i don't know if it's if those people are if those people are if they if those people are uneducated or what, i don't know what it is but 
let's stop this thing. It's okay. It's 2022. Let's stop it. Let's stop it. It still happens in today, today, today. It still happens. It still happens. <sighs> if you're someone that I've gone through this, I'm so, so, so sorry. I understand your pain. I understand what you've been through. I'm so, 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 I can't imagine what you went through. I'm so, so, so sorry. I'm so sorry. If you know someone that I've been through this, I'm so sorry. And please, please, please leave your thoughts in the comment section. You know, share your experience if you've had one, or if you know someone, or share your thoughts about this topic. Share it in the comment section. Let's talk about this. Let's keep the conversation going. Let's have a conversation about this. Let's bring awareness to uh, to this, and hopefully, you know, we can also hopefully we can also be of help and you know help push this. You know, help end this this practice in you know in these countries and i also like to share one thing if you like to financially support this uh this movement um i'll put a link in the description box though i'll put a link in the description box but the person who i read the tweets from has a uh yeah has a paypal uh like has a sort of like gofundme uh, uh link that they you know that they use all their monies to you know go to uh, places and educate people and you know i just put a link in the description box so that you can uh, don uh, so that you can you know show your support and um help end this barbaric acts please share your th uh, share your comments down below and yeah that's all i have for you today Please do subscribe, click on the notification bell, like, comment, and share this with everyone you know. That's all I have for you. Thank you for listening to the Afri Talk podcast. Please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast and share it with everyone you know. For more amazing stories, stay connected by following me on all social media platforms. Find me on Instagram at AfriTalk underscore pod, on Twitter at AfriTalk pod, and on Facebook, AfriTalk podcast. Or you can send me an email at AfriTalkP at gmail.com. AfriTalkP at gmail.com.